Booyaka. You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Chris, what? if you were a baby seal right now, I'd club the shit out of you. It's not nice. No, it's really bad. That was the meanest thing I could think of, though. That was That was like the most mean. horrible thing I could think of, which, no. It should okay. be nice to me. I should actually be very clear that I would never club a baby seal. <laughs> Especially right around Christmas time, I mean. Yeah. So Listen, Mara made me watch in. Christmas Blood, and she bummed me out, so I'm not in a good mood tonight, so I'm going to throw her under the bus. That movie made me feel so good. <laughs> yeah? It did. <laughs> Episode 105 of Real Crime. Real Crime. Welcome. Chris destroyed the beginning. Yeah, so I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I can tell. Why do you do this? Why do you people torture me? Because you're a bastard. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, just... As long as you have a reason for it, I'm happy. So yeah, this is 105. We got a really fun show tonight. Kind of a different thing for the holidays, but I think it'll. There's going to be some tie-ins, I'm sure, because this is with with what we're dealing with tonight. Um, it, it boy, you talk about a library. I can't wait yeah. to talk about this. There's just it, it's so much. We're splitting it into three episodes. Yeah, there's a we, lot. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going by decade, just like. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah. Tonight's going to be 70s and 80s. Decade. Well, I'm glad I got <laughs> I'm, I'm letting you know now. I watched all the brand new stuff today. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready. Um, no, I, well, you know, we have our chat thing. And sometimes yeah. I just, I just, you guys get going and I'm like, I hate you guys mute. Leave me alone. And I just run away from it. And I come back and you guys are like, I look at the thing. It's like 127 messages. I'm like, oh, yeah, not going back through We're not that. even talking about the podcast. We're talking about like cheese or something. Yeah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, well, you've kind of given them a taste of what yes. may be happening tonight, but we haven't really let the whole thing out. So that's cool. We got a lot get, to talk about before. Did like, we yeah. add Mara into the chat? Yeah, we yet. did. That poor kid. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this poor good, girl. Good. I just wanted to make sure you and were. She in showed up again. Yep. I wow. did. I'm glutton for punishment. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna be getting to that here pretty soon. But we have our sponsors we need to discuss. Yeah, first thing, of course, as we Pay always the bills. mention. Pay the bills. The Flint Institute of Arts. Yeah, Hoping to do I've a giveaway for them this week. Yeah, I've officially moved in. I have my Which corner. wing are you staying in? Uh, the, the left wing. Sweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the best wing. <laughs> the best wing. <laughs> um, yeah, I've moved in. I'm, I'm settling in right now. What a wonderful place. If you haven't been there, you're out of your mind. Really, you need your head examined. You need to be institutionalized. Yeah. You need help. The exhibits there are really, really cool, yeah. so we definitely suggest getting out there for that. Also, we got to mention our fine local friends at Sellerman's. Mm. Wonderful Dude. stuff. This Good is stuff. This the sounds you hear there, too. Oh. <laughs> Not that sound. Oh, crap. Not that sound. Did you just explode on I yourself? I just exploded. <laughs> I didn't mean that was not planned. I didn't mean that. He's really excited to be here. Too. No, he's Sellerman's. Yeah, if you haven't been there yet. No, they. I think it was last night. They unleashed their Krampus. A new oh, yeah. flavor called yeah. Krampus. you got to check this out. I'm going to be going by there. If I don't go by there tomorrow, I'm going to go by there Thursday for sure to uh, try the new flavor they have on the menu. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, those guys rule. Go there. And then our other sponsor, last yeah. but not least, ProjectorScreen.com. Make sure you check those guys out. Mm-hmm. Junior Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. Visit them. Visit them. They're nice people. I know you don't have a yeah, – you have to have a towel down here somewhere, Chris. Not for you, I don't. Oh, God, this sucks. All right, moving along. Yeah. So news this week. Yes. News. Really not a lot of news this week, but uh, we definitely want to mention uh, Aquaman. Aquaman made $3 million in screenings 
on Saturday night. Really? Yeah, which was pretty huge. So For like the Amazon Prime yeah, screenings and yeah, all that? Yeah. Yep. So they sold $3 million in tickets domestically yeah. for Aquaman on last Saturday night. Sorry. They're rich. I'm doing They're like rich. 8 million things at once here. Um, the Joker movie from Todd Phillips actually just completed filming yesterday. Last month they had reported that it was done, but yeah. it actually continued shooting for another month. So he posted to Instagram last night that they are finally done with that. Congratulations. Is anybody excited about this movie? I'm interested in it. I'm interested. I'm kind of. Yeah. We'll see. It's like 40th Joker we've had. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm so tired of comic adaptations in general. But I mean, I'll, if it looks interesting. I'll... Thank you for saying that. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Because I've been burned out forever it's just it's one okay fine i don't want to turn this into a debate but yeah um but yeah man there's a lot there's, there's a lot there's man there is a lot dc just can't get their shit straight i know if it's, if it's, if it's <laughs> your life i mean it's i guess you, you gotta be really excited about that i stuff. wish i was too yeah I, i'd love to be because I mean, look right. at all the fun you could be having oh right i know now, right but it's just it's not my thing though so. well he's a great actor so hopefully it comes out well yeah uh, Penny Marshall passed away today. What a sucky Sad. bit of news. Yeah. 75 years old, complications Dang. from diabetes. Poor she kid. had lung cancer, went to her brain in 2009. and Yeah. So that's, yeah, very Poor sad. Kid. Been a rough go. Been a rough go. Uh, yeah. And well, what a super talent, too. Sure, I'll respect sure her. Was. Great director, great yeah. actor, great writer, mm-hmm. and great comedian, too. So yeah. Little part of my childhood died. Yeah, that's, with that. that was the first thing I thought. Like, man, Laverne Shirley, holy yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, that was like to... the best show ever. We loved watching yeah. that show when we were younger. Hello, like Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah, yeah forget it. That was like They're great. Those yeah. guys were, and that was just that show. You know, there was one show not to go down the weed, not well, down the weeds, not to smoke all the weed on this. I don't know, whatever. Um, there was like that was one of them shows growing up. I mean, it was completely hilarious the whole time. But there was one episode they did, and this I've seen this happen with a lot of sitcoms, right? They'll have one episode, or maybe a couple of them, where it gets really dead bone serious. Like, and this was they had one of those episodes where it was like a relationship thing, mm-hmm. and like these they went after each other. Like, not Laverne and Shirley, they went after this dude who was like being a total dick. Yeah, and they just like, and it got serious. Like, they were crying and stuff. It looked really good. Um, I've seen this happen with sitcoms, and this was that's one of the one episodes that sticks out. I mean, I should be talking about all the funny stuff, but I yeah. want to think of all the negativity. Well, they always have like back in day sitcoms would have that one serious episode about like one of the characters is like gets, is on drugs or something. Or, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So they got a little message. There was an episode of He Man, the He Man cartoon, where the girl, one of the characters, I remember that she had a magic, she was getting a magic potion yeah. that made her feel awesome, mm-hmm. and then she stopped. <laughs> she would lose the magic potion and. You know, she started feeling lame again. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the end, we know it was. And they literally at the end were like, hey, guys, kids, don't do drugs. Yep. This is what drugs does mm-hmm. to you. You can't fly in the sky anymore if you don't have, you know, if you take drugs. So, yeah, I mean, serious topics. Mm-hmm. And I just one of those ones that just sticks out to me from my childhood is just this really brutal argument these people had. Right. Uh, and it, it looked it was really real. I mean, they that's how good yeah. these people were. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all respect on that one. That's a real bummer. I saw that, and yeah, just on Facebook, uh, you know, and that's a, you know, you see that. I mean, it's it's pretty much happens every week now, if not sometimes twice a week. Somebody with that way information travels, we just know when people pass away. Like really immediately, fa- immediately, um, and all like my watched my feed for a couple minutes today, and just people all day long. No, dude, oh my god, this is such yeah. a bummer. So yeah, uh, yeah, rest in peace. Mm. Other bitter news: Star yeah. Wars news. 
a little bit hit today the mandalorian the show that's coming to disney's streaming service disney plus Mm -hmm. they're saying the show is actually going to feature the classic bounty hunters from the empire strikes back so bosk and ig88 are going to be in the series which i love it i love that idea seriously look how how, how excited yeah i am really really jumping out of the skin yeah, and then last bit of news: uh, "Chilling Adventures of Sabrina" on Netflix was just renewed for a season three and season four, mm-hmm. and they're already filming season two. Mm-hmm. So that's our news for the week. I'm right there. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. In new releases this week, we've got Bumblebee, which our review is already posted for yes. that. Michelle wrote that. Aquaman. Blake is at the screening for that tonight. And then uh, Mary Poppins Returns, which you wrote the review for that, yeah. too. And then Welcome to Marwin comes out this week also, which I think I'm going to the screening for that tomorrow, barring nothing. We were talking really about the happens. mule outside. Oh, yeah, dude. That's already out. Yeah, that came yeah, out last yeah, week. Okay. Yep, yeah, I got to yep. get out and see that. I can't yeah. miss Clint Eastwood. Good stuff. And Bumblebee is on my to-do list also this week. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't half bad. Yeah, it was. It's way better than all the other trash fire Transformers movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like average, and that makes it way better already than. That shows the other you how the, that shows you how far yeah. the bar it's went down. It's a very low that's bar. To, yeah, that's yeah, sad too. It's really sad. You're right, Mara. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. So that's what we got out for this week. Uh, suggested viewing. What do we yeah. got here? What do you got, Chris? Well, I'm actually going to suggest the mule because. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally yeah, it's okay. Thunder. On it's that all right. One. It's a great film. Clint Eastwood is 88 years old. He starred and directed in this movie. The thing I like about it is that it kind of touches on some of the themes from Gran Torino again. Um, he does some of the the like racist stuff, some oh of the comments yeah. again, very similar to Gran Torino. Walt Kowalski. Yeah, but he's absolutely amazing in this movie. The entire cast is really good. Bradley Cooper plays the main FBI agent yeah. in this movie. And it's really cool because Bradley Cooper has tried to kind of mold his career after Clint Eastwood. Yeah. He looks up to him. Clint Eastwood is his idol. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool seeing the two of them play off each other mm-hmm. on screen. Mm-hmm. So kind of two different generations mm-hmm. acting against each other. Really, really cool. Cool. Yeah. So, I, I, I really need to see that. Strongly though. suggested viewing. Strongly, strongly suggested viewing. Outstanding. Michelle. Uh, well, to piggyback off you guys being sick of comic book movies, I'm suggesting Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, really good. Um, even if you don't like Spider-Man or you're not into Spider-Man, it's very approachable. It's also the introduction of Miles Morales, which is the Puerto Rican uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, uh, it's animated, and it's, like, got this crazy style that looks, it looks exactly like a graphic novel, but, like, animated. Like, it has... The it has like the the boxes, you know, like when they're talking. It has like the action lines. Yeah. The sh- it's like kind of like it's like a mixture between CGI and like cell shading. Yeah. It's I, I've never seen anything that looks like that before though. But it looks literally like like there's like this filter over everything that looks like it's actual comic book paper too. Okay. And it introduces all these multiverse Spider Man like Spider Man Noir, who's voiced by fucking Nicolas Cage. Oh. Um, there's uh, Spider Ham. Um, there's a uh, spider. Wait, the spider ham is in this. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. There's, uh, there's like, uh, all like, there's like another multiverse version of Peter Parker, but he's like a crappy version of Peter Parker and he wears sweats and he wears like a <laughs> Spider-Man costume and he's kind of fat. So he wears sweats. Yeah. It's like hilarious that's pretty and cool. really wow. well done. The music's fantastic. And the visuals are like, 
absolutely mind-boggling like crazy like it's it, it's like breaking new ground for animation honestly like even if you don't like superheroes if you're an animation buff you'll be super into this movie you know here's the thing with the comic stuff though too with and this is one of the things i may have talked about in the past my problem with comic movies is I've ha I've watched a handful of them. I've seen Deadpool. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen Ant Man. These are ones that Amber's just brought home and just watched them on a Sunday afternoon, right? And I enjoyed the living hell out of them. However, the problem for me, and this is where I, you know, I think I have my issues, is I'm afraid if I start I'm like, oh man, I really enjoyed this, yeah. I fall down a gaping rabbit hole. And I have to go and just, I'm going to just get obsessed. That's my problem with that. <laughs> Welcome to like me, but my whole life. Like, yeah, I know. And I, and I, you know <laughs> I've always been obsessed with comic right. books. So yeah. it's yeah. like, just no, it's just another day to me. It's like, you that's know. my big thing though. Is like, you know, like Lord of the Rings and the, you know, the Hobbit stuff and everything. Amber's like, why don't you watch this stuff? I'm like, because if I do, I know I'm going to be so enamored by it. <laughs> I'm going to just, I'm going to just be just living it for like a year. And I just. I don't have that kind of fucking time anymore. I try. I just can't do it anymore. But yeah, I'm sure. Like that, what you just talked yeah. about, Spider-Man. I'm sure I'd, I'd love to see that. It's actually like, I would say it's a standout comic movie. Like, it's different. It sounds like it. And it's yeah. very well written. It's incredibly edited. Like, the, it's just every single thing about it is absolutely 100% top notch. And it's got a hilarious uh, after credit scene, too. Um, it's just it's just so fantastically done. Like I was blown away. Like I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool from the trailer, and I watched it, and it was like fucking amazing. Like it was like blowing my mind. Seriously. Have you, have you ever seen any of those like um, the motion graphic novels? Yeah, I have one it, for Watchmen. Is it like that? It uh, it's it's like that, but smoother. Like it it's it's hard to explain. Like it, it looks like that. It looks like a comic book, but animated. Like it's got the texture of the paper. Like it literally looks like comic book paper, but it's animated. Like it's really hard to Sounds explain. Sounds very interesting. It's like a I've never seen anything that looked like that before. Like I was like, whoa, you know, because I'm kind of like more of like a 2D cell animation type of a person, mm -hmm. and I'm not kind of into the CG as much. But this is like a mixture of the two, but in a really dynamic, like interesting and creative way. And they use it just like comics with like paneling, splash pages. Like it's like a comic book come to life, basically. It's I awesome. See this. That yeah. does sound cool. Yeah, I want to see this. It's really good. How about you, Mara? Okay, I got a throwback. And this is inspired by Penny Marshall's death, and I'm going to say A League of Their Own. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. It's, I mean, Fantastic. one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. It's a riot. It really is. I mean, it's a sentimental film, mm -hmm. um, even without, have, you know, just her passing. Um, it's It's got some great acting. Uh, Tom Hanks, hilarious in it. <laughs> and, of course, she directed big, too, so... Another but, great flick. But A League of Their Own is yeah. my is my my pick for this week. And I don't really I don't really have much to say about it other than it's a just, great movie. Than just like watch it. It's a solid movie. It's just a solid, yeah. fun movie to watch. Some some movies, you know, you can't you know I find myself when it comes to mu uh, movies, music, whatever, sometimes you just you run into something like that. I, mm -hmm. I find that really interesting. Uh you just run into something and you go, That's just great. Yeah. I don't need to dig too deep into this. There's not much yeah. explanation that needs to be tried to dis no, they, be discovered. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great flick. It's one of those movies that's got just like, and I really like this as a um, a great ensemble cast. Yeah. Everyone's got great chemistry together. Yeah. They just bounce right off. Lori Petty and Gina Davis are like, they look nothing alike, but you believe that they're sisters. Mm -hmm. The way that. Donna's in it. 
Who? Madonna? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, Madonna's yeah. in it. She's great. Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, Rosie I was going to say Rosie O'Donnell was in there, too. Mm-hmm. Cool flick. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. What do you got this week, Scott? I actually watched something. <laughs> I was I totally did some homework this Hell week. Hell, yeah. I actually, um, thankfully, it was only like six episodes, but I viewed that uh, An Innocent Man that okay. was on Netflix. Um because I'm just a sucker for all the the insanely well the trash friggin' murder, re, what do you call it? Real true crime stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was excited to watch this. This seemed really interesting, and there was a there's a ton of hype behind it also. And I'm gonna you know what? I don't want to spoil it for people, and I won't. Uh, but I came out the other end of it going, okay, it's obvious to me that Netflix has found a real winner with making a murderer right. Uh, yeah, making a murderer. So they're obviously going to be cranking out some more of that that content. This is interesting. Um, however, they probably could have crammed this into like three episodes. It, you know, there wasn't. It, it don't have the scope and depth of that story of making a murderer, right? Uh, I, I did enjoy it. It's interesting material nonetheless. But I just there were some spots where I'm like, you know, this doesn't really apply to the case. Like, <laughs> but you know, watch it. <laughs> I don't want to turn people off because it's it's really cool. But I just I'm just kind of seeing it for where it is though too. It's obvious that they got a real big winner. I mean the hype behind making a murder or the original one especially. My goodness, man, nobody couldn't. You know we I watched. I was like I gotta watch this. There's just no way I can't watch this. So it's obvious that they're capitalizing on that and good for them. But and I did enjoy it. So if you're into true crime, that's something for you to check out for sure. Cool. Yeah, I gotta check that out too. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. So yeah, all right. So the big the big reveal. Yeah. People are freaking out right now about what we're going to talk. The talk has been so hot this week on the street. Oh man, <laughs> it's been nuts. I I walked into the the drugstore this morning and 10 people stopped me going, "What are you guys going to talk about tonight?" It's 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 everything. We got to know Scott. We have to know. I'm like, "Well, you just have to listen tonight. We'll, we'll let you know. You'll find out then." So what we're going to talk about tonight, well, you know what? I'm kind of I'm kind of thrown off the off the kilter now too. The you said, "Michelle, we're doing like uh, we're doing three episodes with three different eras, and this first episode is covering 70s and 80s. Okay. And then the of what? Of Stephen King. Movies. Movies. Question I and have. We can include TV. And TV. Just, and miniseries, yeah. like, you know, those mini TV. Well, we're going to be here till the end of next year. Well, that's yeah. why we split it into three episodes. <laughs> three episodes won't do it. Well, that's what we're doing. Well, we're going to split it up. <laughs> well, glad you're in charge, Michelle. <laughs> that's cool. No, Goddamn producers it's a lot. screwing everything up. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> As I said, though, I mean, this is a lot of, this yeah. is a lot. Of, I mean, I looked at the entire list and I'm like, my God. <laughs> I didn't realize I saw all this stuff. Holy yeah. Crap, you know? Well, I'm just looking at his IMDb page. Oh, it's brutal. 277 different Dang. film and TV works. Yeah. Including short films, you know, anthological stuff. But yeah, yeah 277 different projects that have been put to film yeah. in some form or another. Absolutely. Brutal. And I would say we're covering like when he was at his peak too. Oh, like yeah, 70s totally. and 80s is like peak Stephen Yeah. King. Hell 90s yeah. 90s is pretty pretty popular too and then it starts tapering off you know as you get into to the aughts but uh mm -hmm. now my one concern i have with this though too before we dive into this is um i think with with stephen king the favorite choice sometimes where conversations go with stephen king adaptation films or even the made for tv stuff is 
people will always kind of fly back on top of the source material and say, well, I like the famous line with Stephen King material. Oh, I like the book better. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that all mm-hmm. the time, which is a lot of times, yeah, it's true because the books can go into a lot more depth. Right. Um, but I don't know. Are we going to, do we want to, are we going to work out, are we going to do that stuff too? Or are we just going to stick with the movies tonight? Well, I, I think I stick think with movies. Yeah. I mean, it's going to organically come up if we oh, yeah, book, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to force it, but it's like, oh boys, I thought about that today. I'm like, oh man, this might get kind of <laughs> weird with, with the source material stuff. So we want to take this chronological or are we just going to want to just take the baton and pass it around? I think chronological is going to be the only yeah. way to do it. Okay. Well. I only have the movies on my list, so oh. somebody better freaking line this up. We got it all. The only one, the movies, movie the only TV series I think that they did in the '80s was Salem's Lot, or I think that was even '79. Yes, it was '79. Yeah, that was a TV series in the '70s. Yeah. Okay. The '90s is where he started doing a lot of those TV right. series, so that mm-hmm. okay. Salem's Lot. What's there to say about Salem's I, Lot? You know, I've never seen that. <laughs> Is that the very first movie that was adapted from his work? No, it was not. Carrie came before that. Carrie was was 76. But Salem's Lot, we've talked about that a handful of times here in the past. Yes. Hands down, I remember sitting with my mother with the window scene. It's funny. I remember sitting with your mother, too. (laughs) (laughs) You knew it was coming. You do know we're on. My mom might be watching this because it's on Facebook Live. Yeah. it says log off, like right now. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> exit the chat room. No, I remember me and my mother <laughs> just having the daylight scared out of us from the window scene we're talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I got the DVD of that, too. I bought that, you know, and it's, you know, the movie movie. But they would they break it? I, I'm trying to remember. Did they break it up like in two parts or something? For the movie, yeah, the movie was longer, like more episodes. Yeah. I, I'm but trying, the, the movie is just the movie, you know, like. I thought it was the same thing, but they just like. Did they combine up. them up to get yes. them? Yeah. Is that yeah. what they did? Yeah. yeah. It's been a okay. while. Um, I think, as a matter of fact, I've done some reading on this, and don't quote me on this. I think there was a digi- <laughs> additional <laughs> additional footage and the made-for-TV thing. The movie's a bit more, it's a little more condensed, right? But, I mean, some key scenes from Salem's Lot, as far from a visual perspective, um, I know you've seen this before, right, Michelle? Yeah. You know, I know you mm-hmm. have. I mean, Marlowe. I mean, come on, dude. That's like one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, you know, modeled off or no, off of Nosferatu. Yeah. Uh, very heavily, but it had he he had his own distinct look. I mean, you know, you're first off, you're seeing him in color, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. And I love the idea of like the fang tooth type thing, like the the, the front teeth. Yeah. That uh, the really protruding front, you know, fangs. They were long, like really, uh, you know really amplified for people to see um and just when the when his eyes you know laying in the coffin his eyes open it scared the shit out of me i mean it's still very disturbing to look at that you know look at marlo uh but the window scene oh dude that's Ooh. like everybody's dude. remembers that like yeah heavy shit man heavy shit and yeah I, I just remember that like one of the first times i was really disturbed like laying in my bedroom that night you know, with the window, and you see the trees just kind of floating in the wind and the shadows, and you're like, oh, my God. Is <laughs> just, it was disturbing. The makeup effects in that movie were really fantastic. disturbing, too. Yeah, fantastic. Really, really disturbing. Yeah, when so, they transformed. Yes. That looked really good, and that was all practical, too. So, I mean, it looked really good. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Salem's Lot, as far as a story, it's a great story, and the movie, whether it's the made-for-TV or the theatrical version, we'll call it, um, fantastic you can't really touch that stuff i like the book better though (laughs) (laughs) 
I've heard that a million times. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's revert back to Carrie, 1976. I this liked was the, the movie better than the book. Which one? Carrie. Yeah? Yeah. And there, I didn't think there was anything that the book gave. I mean, I saw the movie first, and I, I loved it. I saw it when I was, you know, in middle school for the first time. So, you know, I related as a, a young lady in that regard, and... Mm-hmm. You know, then I read the book and I was like, I just want to put the movie on. I don't know. Sissy Spacek's great. Yeah, that really was. Piper Laurie is her mom. I mean, you can't. That performance is like, she makes it. And to read the book, it doesn't. I mean, it is what it is. It's a novel. And then you have the cinematic performance by Piper Laurie. I do like the book, though, because the book gives more context as to Carrie's powers and like how she how she grew up with them and all the strange things that were happening around her that her mom was like explaining away mm-hmm. so i always liked that part of the book i liked how the book was like uh they would tell the story via like newspaper uh articles yep. and and like uh, obituaries and stuff it was like this really interesting like way to like propel the narrative forward yeah. see and you probably remember i read this years and years ago so you probably know it better than me because i I don't remember that, <laughs> but I, I do. I yeah, I re- I I liked the movie more though. And the it movie could just be because I yeah. mean, like I said, the Piper Laurie uh, yeah performance and like the, the visceralness of you know seeing the pigs pigs blood and yeah, well you're seeing it. Yeah, it's like you know. a really interesting like meditation on puberty and how hard it is for women to go through puberty. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and how religion kind of subjugates us and and tells us our bodies are dirty and like Carrie literally has her period like that period that's was a stuff it up scene yeah plug it up, yeah, plug it up when she on the tampons it's yeah. so like scary because you just think of like when you were a teenager and how they used to like force you to undress in front of everybody in the gym and stuff mm-hmm. and shower and like you're already embarrassed and everybody's body's yeah. developing different and like it's just it's so like you just it totally revert back when you think like you oh do. god it's so embarrassing like and periods are embarrassing in general you know mm-hmm. like when you're a kid and I think the book does amplify the cruelty yeah a bit more i mean it's yeah just you're gonna be able to do that with a book right it uh, goes more into and what i do remember from based on you remember reminding me it does go more into her to carrie and what she's going through and her yeah. feelings and you can't do that in a movie yeah this in the same way but the thing about you know the period it is kind of like mm-hmm. you do feel like when before you have your first period as a girl, it's kind of like they're telling you it's going to happen, and yeah. you are thinking like, "What's going to happen to me after that?" Like it's scary. You're like, well, "Am I going to be this different person now?" Yeah. They're telling yeah. me I'm a woman now, yeah. and it it really preys on that. I can only imagine the, the anxiety that I mean, I'm obviously not a chick yet. I don't know. Maybe maybe someday. soon. Who knows? Very soon. Pretty easy to do it now. <laughs> um, but I mean, <laughs> I can only imagine the anxiety. That a person, a young lady, would have at that time. I've thought about this before. I've talked, mm-hmm. you know, my better half about it, and um, just having, you know, this is what's happening to you. This is what you have to look forward to. Well, just mm-hmm. imagine like waking yeah. up and you're like bleeding from your genitalia, like yeah. out of nowhere, and yeah. you're just like, who do I tell? Do I tell my mom? Yeah, and it's even amplified worse from Carrie's con- situation because her mom, you can't, she can't talk to her mom about that stuff because right. her mom's so religious that she can't have normal conversations. 
about like uh, normal bodily functions yeah. like because everything's mm-hmm. sexualized with her mom yeah and it's interesting that like blood is such a recurring like theme in the movie oh god yeah. like the period in the beginning and then just at the end when the when she's literally has the she's born again in blood again with the dump blood dumped on her which is like another like metaphor for yeah. periods you know and and she just fucking wrecks everybody yeah I, that is my favorite most cathartic thing in a movie ever is when uh they dump the blood on her and carrie thinks everybody's laughing at her and she just stops and goes like this and all the lights burst and shit yeah. i was like oh fuck and those doors and slam yeah, i love you. it Throw oh my god so it was, good mm-hmm. just like fuck everybody in that room even anybody that didn't mess with her fuck them too they Everybody's all died die everybody now. died they everybody all had to dies. suffer yep. that's what made it so cool it's like there was like no one was spared right yep. you know? yeah yeah like, even people wow. that were nice to her carrie just looked straight at him and murdered yeah. him yeah, the, the, the girl there who set the whole thing up, I can't remember the character's name, but she ended up surviving. I thought she got run up. Wait. Amy Irving's character. She did survive? Yeah. Yes. It's been I'm so pretty long. sure it's been she did. She survived, she's but she's like, well, she's on, we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about this movie in a later episode, but she's on, her character's in the rage, Carrie, too. Oh. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the one thing about this movie, it's, you know, when you're young, too, and that's when we saw this, um, we're so old, dude. We are really, really <laughs> old. It was one of them first films I remember, like really being invested in a character. Like I really was rooting for Carrie. Like, okay, she's getting fucked with. You know, Michelle, we've had this conversation. We both took our share of getting fucked with when we were younger. Yeah. You know, we were both awkward kids growing up. Um, and I, I even at my young age, I was identifying with them. Like, yeah, okay, I'm different. I'm fucking different here, and I'm taking shit for it, right? Um, and she was different and I really was invested in that aspect of her character and, you know, not, you know, read the book after I saw the movie, of course, Mm -hmm. and just watching what happened to her, it was like, oh, fuck, dude, she's not going to get a break. And, but then as we've already discussed, real justice happens. Real justice happens. That's interesting is she has those powers because she bottles everything in, all the abuse that she gets in her emotions. Yeah. So the emotions manifest themselves with her telekinesis. Mm -hmm. That's how she has her powers. So, like, after she, you know, that's the the more that she bottles everything in, the more powerful she becomes. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, it's everybody's kind of, like, fantasy wish fulfillment thing when you were getting bullied in school like I wish I had power so I could like protect myself and oh dude I would have fucked some people up because I got fucked with hard in school (laughs) me too yeah I would have fucking yeah I would have ravaged somebody or a whole we all fantasize room full of people we all fantasize that's why that movie's a classic Mm -hmm. oh it's totally I mean it really does hit you in the gut and I really did understand that like that anger that rage that frustration you know what's uh, funny though? I don't think you could make this movie now. I don't think no. you could either because, because of how it ends. Yeah, I think that there would be a real public outcry about all this violence taking place in a high school. I think they would try to alter it somehow, change the story yeah. so that's not the setting or that that didn't well, they, happen. They remade it a few years ago when it was that was good with uh, with uh, oh my Chloe Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably seven or eight years ago now. Who played I think. her mother? I, I, Juliana Moore. Julia yeah, Moore, her yeah. mother. She was yep. great. Yeah, she was. They were pretty good. Yeah, she I, was the best part of the movie. I was again. hesitant mm-hmm, to watch mm-hmm. that. Amber got a copy, and I'm like, okay, I'll sit down. I know what the movie's about. Let's see it. Right. And I did enjoy it. It was cool. I mean, it wasn't. It just doesn't. It isn't gonna. That, that to me, Carrie um, is such an iconic film. Just how it looked, how it felt, the blood. For God's sake, just that watching that camera. You know, the camera where they just had it sitting there with that that bucket just kind of jostling. Yeah. 
and they end, you know, you're like, oh, dude, this is on its way. This is going to suck. Yeah. Just watching that thing just. It's very suspenseful. Yeah, it's really suspenseful. Uh, you just will never be able to duplicate. It's just one of them things, like that 80s stuff. Or this is, well, this is 76, I'm sorry. Um, just that era, um, you just can't get that look. I mean, we could probably go on all night about Carrie. It's such an amazing, fantastic. We could probably movie. do a full episode on Carrie. Yeah, we should someday. It's one of these days. Well, one they of these did, days. There's another remake, too, they did in 2002. Yeah. The TV, TV one? Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't see that didn't one. See I, don't, I didn't see that one. It either, wasn't very I good. I remember. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now, chronologically here, I guess we're going that way. So We're going to 1980 now. The Shining. The Shining. Okay. Which is the <laughs> only other Stephen King book I've read. And because yeah. of the movie. And I liked the movie more. Well, no, that's you should. That's the shining to Book this very good, day. Though. It is a total mind fuck. It's a yeah, sure is, but it's I one mean, of those perfect movies. It, yeah, you, there's like, it's kind of like almost boring to talk about because what are you gonna say that's bad? You're bitter. Yeah, I don't really think there <laughs> is anything bad yeah. to say about the shining. No, there. I mean. I've seen it so. That's one of those movies I've you know I visit that like once a year. You got to. You, you got to yeah. go back to you it. You got to. Um, just you know, just the I can see it in my brain right now. Just the frozen Jack Nicholson, for example, like those visuals. Like you just see him after being frozen solid basically all night. Just the look. Scary. It just it messes me up and mm-hmm. just you know in that movie there was plenty of disturbing imagery, but really if you watch how that movie moves along. There's not too many shockers in the film. It's just a story that it's kind of... It's just like this per- pervasive feeling of dread. Yeah. Like yeah. the entire movie, just something is wrong, but you can't put your finger on especially like the first time you watch it. Yeah. You just... Something is off. And there, there's just little things that you don't notice right in the first viewing. you got to just keep, you know, watching and just a lot of little weird little creepy things. Yeah. Well, as we've said, nuggets. I mean, they're, they're, this movie is so, you know iconic also and good i mean there's been documentaries made about the damn movie itself yeah. um but stephen king hates this movie he despises yeah, this movie yeah. he likes the uh that made for tv miniseries because he thinks it's more true the to guy. the actual yeah. story yeah. uh i know that, that which Kubrick, was from what i remember yeah the visual effects sucked ass yeah, though and they did those stupid uh the trophy beast, area yeah, yeah that's yeah. in the book yeah. but kubrick and stephen king did not yeah, see eye to eye. No. Yeah. Not at all. If you watch the movie Room, well, I can't remember what it's called. 237? 237. They go really deep into mm-hmm. this stuff. I still need to see that. And how Kubrick was like literally doing shit in the movie just to piss off Stephen King. Well, Kubrick, you know, like he was a very intense director. Yeah. Um, the the actress Kelly Duvall Kelly Duvall he Shelley, basically yeah. oh Shelly Duvall he made her have oh, a Shelley. nervous breakdown <laughs> yeah on yeah. set like she was like literally had PTSD from that movie yeah. like he got yeah. the performance out of her yeah I'm not saying it's right but, but Kubrick yeah. was is notorious for <laughs> yeah. like he's oh, yeah. one of the hardest directors to work for actor wise and he would push everybody to the absolute their absolute limits to get what he wanted from them yeah. and he's very particular. He's very methodical. He's very mm. uh, attention to detail. Perfectionist. And that's why The Shining's so fucking good, is that that's Kubrick's style, you know? And, and the funny thing is, it's weird to me that Stephen King doesn't like it. I, I think maybe, like you said, it's just like leftover saltiness from them not getting along when yeah. he was making it. And that was at when Stephen King was like really at his zenith on his way up to like his height of popularity. So Stephen King's probably like, I'm fucking Stephen King. 
who are you to like change my stuff you know right, yeah right. and kubrick's like well i'm fucking you know stanley kubrick who are you oh, to tell me how and, to make my movie and this is like what this is the only the third thing he's had adapted to so yeah. i'm sure it was mm-hmm. pretty frightening for him mm-hmm. to lose control like that there's some documentary material on the the dvd that i have of the shining that i did watch going to your point about uh shelly duvall they show some like you know just stock fo- you know just back footage of uh them shooting right and her and him just going like what she's like what the fuck how many times do i have to do this what do you want me like her yelling at him yeah. going, what am i supposed to do here i'm just supposed to open the door what do you want me and he's like, doing it on purpose right yeah. to just, make her a nervous wreck yeah. so that it would show in her performance which it does she's absolutely fantastic in it yeah like amazing amazing yeah i mean there's not much more you can say about this another one of those like this is just a great movie this is just one of those movies like it's like in that upper echelon with like the thing in like the first star wars and obviously 2001 like this is in that top 10 tier of greatest movies of all time absolutely i would easily agree 100 easily what's next on the list here because i have my list but i don't want to screw this up I don't have the TV movies. Creep show, creep show, buddy. As far as the movie, okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm right again. Excellent, cool. Yeah. My list is my list is solid. <laughs> um, creep show. We've done. Didn't we do a show on creep show? Yeah, we did George Romero's show. So that's okay. How we yeah. talked about creep show. Well, I don't think we should. I mean, awesome. <laughs> well, we could just talk about it a little bit because it yeah. just had a. I just recently had a really nice uh, Blu-ray release from Shout Factory. Okay. Um, and I think you know you can just gl- glance over it, or gloss over it. It's like you know anthology style. Uh, Stephen King, I believe, wrote the screenplay, I want yes. to say. Yes. Um, George Romero directed, and then we all know Stephen King's in one mm-hmm. of those. Mm-hmm. Episodes. Third, third episode, yeah. like the third story. Got meteor shit. Meteor shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's a great anthology. It's like one it's of fantastic. the. It's just like all the stories are really solid. It really encapsulates that like graphic novel look. It looks comic booky oh, as far as the lighting is concerned and the like framing and blocking yeah. and stuff. It looks feels very comic book esque, like EC Comics, which is like where it's uh, the inspiration came from, which mm-hmm. are like some of my favorite comics. All the stories are absolutely solid, as mm-hmm. you said. There's not one weak link in this, you know, in the style of film that was made. What the, the, how this movie was made. Um, and you know, the thing I always like to go back to is you know the first one, Father's Day. You know yeah. that. The, uh, the, you know, the, the movie opens up with just, you know, the cemetery. And I, I forgot the actress's name, but she's sitting there giving that speech to her dead father. Mm-hmm. And it honestly, man, that's still tear, tear jerking to this day. Like it was I mean, that was such a great performance she did. Her delivery was insane. You know, and she just go like, you know, you called me a bitch. You know, this whole yeah. thing, it really angry. Like, you know, she was abused verbally, mentally, you know, by this man. And you're thinking, well, you know, I got you. You're dead now, right? Mm-hmm. And then the hand comes out yeah. of the ground. It's like, holy shit, where'd this come from, man? First viewing of that, that's just, in, that, that's, what, what? Where, where are we going with this thing? Uh, we get to see Ed Harris dance. Yeah, terribly. Dance, <laughs> in, dance into a phone. Like, literally danced <laughs> into answering a phone which is one of my favorite moments in that entire movie is watching Ed Harris kind of go and put the phone I'm like what the <laughs> fuck <where we?" laughs> but yeah um, that whole thing is just in, yeah it's it's incredible I, I, it's probably one of my favorite like I guess you can put that into horror it's a horror film obviously oh absolutely easily one of my favorite horror movies just absolutely so much, The Crate Oh God, man! You're gonna hold you. Not that, the other one. <laughs> God, that I mean, it's just everything. It, every one of those things just puts a hook in you, and it, it's, it don't let go. So, yeah, can go all day about that movie. Fantastic, yeah. amazing. We could one. do an episode on this one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is a tough episode, man. There's just so these what we're talking these are all like I'm looking at this list, I'm like, these are all classics. Yeah, man. this is like these his really classics. good era is seventies and eighties King. Yeah. I like to call it the Coke era of King. <laughs> that's when he was like really snorting a lot of Coke and drinking. But man, he wrote some good ass shit oh, yeah. when he was on Coke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why his books be like three thousand pages long. He was just fucking snorting <laughs> Coke and was going. Like, got some ACDC on the back and just fucking typing shit up. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop. Just <laughs> fucking going, dude. He was writing a book like like every other month. It seemed like didn't it? Like oh, big yeah. door fucking yeah. stop books. Stephen King could do no wrong in this era. I mean, as far as his books. Uh, and the movies that just—I mean, look at—I mean, just look at all this. I mean, people were grabbing on. I, mean, I bet you half this, a lot of this stuff, you know, as we went, we go along here. There was movies planned before the damn book came. Like, okay, well, the book's going to come out, but we already got the movie in yeah. the works here. Like, just give us the source material, and we'll just start getting it figured out. I mean, it was moving that quick for him. I mean, it's I don't just think incredible how prolific he is. Yeah, like people kind of. I, I, I have a, see a tendency to people kind of talk down on Stephen King. He's like my favorite writer. And I think a lot of people just became dismissive because yeah. so as much. the movies started to come out like later towards the 90s, like we're not going to really get into it, but like when they started doing like Dreamcatcher and yeah. shit like that, I think that's when people started to go like enough's enough. This movie sucks yeah. and nobody's making good adaptations anymore. Yeah. There was, a, there, this was a dark period. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. What's next? Well, The Boogeyman was a short in 82, but the next big release Wolf Ruff. was Wolf Wolf. No. They should have no. called it Wolf Wolf. Oh, oh, I was cool. like Wolf Wolf. Oh, Cujo. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Cujo was <sighs> next. Man. You know, what a Ugh. fucking terrifying premise. <laughs> Seriously. Original, I mean, what, what an idea. Yeah. First off. Yeah. Uh, that poor dog. That poor fucking dog. Poor D. Wallace. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think yeah. Stephen King's really good at writing these situational stories where it all takes place in like one room or one area. Um, and Cujo is kind of like a story like that, where they're just like stuck in the car with the dog and they're trying to get out. And yeah. like it's like very, he's very good at writing like things that could happen in real life, but that are terrifying. But he you know puts his little King edge on it to make it, yeah. you know, scary. Um, and, and rabies seemed to be like a scarier thing in the 80s or what year is this? What huge. year is this? 1980? It was 83. 83? Rabies were like the biggest, like, you know, dog, like, I remember my folks and relatives all like, you. If you're going to get forget, rabies, yeah. you're going to have to get 50 shots yeah, in your no, stomach. Yeah, no, yeah. Shots yeah. in your yeah. stomach thing. Yeah. Like any, and you could get rabies from anything. Like, you know, I stepped in a nail. They're like, you're going to get rabies. Or, you know, <laughs> like, get bit by a dog. You're going to get rabies. Don't walk by that squirrel. I'm going to get lockjaw, not rabies. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, rabies were like this huge thing. You're right. Like in the 80s, it was this big scare. Yeah. Um, and this movie obviously just exemplified that. It, what. It's been a long time since I've seen Cujo, but it really leaves an imprint on you regardless. Uh, and the thing was, is that you, you know, you see this dog, you know, in, in, in the beginning, this dog's just this cool, innocent dog. And that's the thing is, to me, is like just the, you, this amplifies the innocence of animals, you know, dogs and cats and pets, right? Um, and then we see what happens, and then this thing becomes this just ravenous creature. That's it's a complete opposite of what it, you know what he originally was, uh, so you get this really you know back and you know Jekyll and Hyde effect yeah. basically, uh, and just you know the way they made the dog up too like in the movie like just the the the, the mucus yeah like, foamy he was getting but he was just starting to get 
covered like yeah. over like worse and worse and just gross. Just <laughs> Josie just said he was a good boy, just curious about bats. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a cameo in Cat's Eye too. Oh really? Yeah. No yeah. Kidding. Okay. Yep. Cool. In the very beginning. Kujo's another one of those, like, you know, it's just a really good film. Really cool. I mean, a really weird, uh, interesting premise uh, that was explored. Um, and yeah, freaking terrifying. Like, what do you do? You have no help. You know, how are you getting out of here? How do you work this out? What do you do? I, That's I, I, why I would <laughs> never have a dog I couldn't just kick the shit out of, like, if it went crazy. <laughs> like, I will never have a dog that's more powerful than me, like, potentially. Is that weird? I don't know. No, no, no. no it's, it's only five pounds and below dogs for me. It's practical. Like, what if it yeah. has rabies and I have to be able to kick it? Like, that's just uh, that's how I pick my that's how I pick dogs. Sorry, dog. That's how I pick all my pets. Can I take them if they go crazy? <laughs> no, well, it's probably it, rational. It's it's <laughs> rational. Yeah. I mean, you should be able to overpower your 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 pet, I guess. Uh, I I that does you know I mean that does take you down that uh, that that discussion though of you know I, I know. Pit bulls. I mean, there was they talking about a scare in the '90s, yeah. man. Pit bulls. Like, oh my god, that was the scariest thing ever. We and as we go along, we learn that these are just they're, they're just they're innocent animals like anything yeah. else. Yeah. You just got a bad stigma, uh, but they're powerful animals though too. And if they're provoked, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can get dangerous for you. So I, speaking as a man right now, and we you're know not that, a man. Though. I know I'm not a man, <laughs> uh, but I've always been, and I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine last week. With dogs, especially, I'm like, you know, you don't own that animal. You don't own that animal. Like, my dog. I'm the master of yeah. that thing. Like, the, yeah. first off, that animal is its own creature. Right. Okay, you're responsible for that animal. Um, you're under that. You know, that animal's under your care, right? But that animal don't belong to you, and you are not its master. And that's that bullshit. Why am I turning this political? But whatever. Uh, it's a it's a bullshit machismo idea that just really needs to stop. And you know that really, it, especially in the well the, the current state of my life, which we've discussed, Michelle and Chris, we've discussed also. I'm thinking a lot about that stuff. And yeah, that's one of those things. Like that's that animal. It that meat of that animal is that animals that don't yeah. belong to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that idea really bums me out. So and but then we see in Cujo. You know, that kind of just ties in with these ideas. Like, yeah, well, this animal turned on you, and maybe you aren't so tough after yeah. all. Now, this wasn't the case with the you know, characters, but mm-hmm. we see this with men. And I'm, I'm going to just say men, <laughs> because they're the only I mean, ones I see doing this the, shit. The cool thing to me about Cujo is, you know, this is like um, survival horror yeah. at its core. Yeah. Like, literally, woman and child versus massive beast. Yeah. You know, it's it's a thriller. Yes, it's, it's horror, thriller. but it's it's pretty goddamn scary. But I think I think it takes you down those ideas like maybe we aren't the masters. We're not. I mean, there's a lot of things I think on this planet, not just dogs, that could just look at you the wrong way and your guts fall right out. <laughs> you know, it's over with. So yeah, yeah. it makes yeah. me it makes me think about our 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 place in the food chain here, um, and Cujo. Proved to us that that's not you know that maybe we aren't the top of the food chain, we're we're not in charge. So, anyways, I didn't really realize that eighty three was such a big year for him because he Holy had crap, three yeah. huge movies. Yeah, three. Cujo, and then the next one, The Dead Zone, the dead and zone. after that, Christine. So, The Dead Zone. Uh, it's crazy. 
Christopher Walken. Damn. Damn. Dead Zone is fantastic. Great it's flick. Like one of the top five yes. for me, Stephen Great King flick. adaptations. Christopher yeah. Walken is like really good in it. It's mm-hmm. also like weirdly um, prophetic of the Trump presidency. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, who plays President Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen plays the president, and like he's basically a Trump style. He's uh, cult of personality. Yeah, yeah, cult of personality, Trump style president that like uh, is literally like crazy and can fly off the handle, and is like weirdly religious and all this other stuff, you know. And as we all know, uh, Christopher Walken touches him, uh, shakes his hand, and a thing, and like sees him like basically starting World War Three. So it's like it's like this really interesting morality play. Like if you know the future, is it okay for you to murder somebody if they actually haven't done the thing wrong yet? Yeah. You know, like Minority Report or whatever. Yeah. But it's just like so well done, and Christopher Walken's like so cool looking. He's got his big fucking Christopher Walken hair. <laughs> he's got that like pimp ass jacket <laughs> with the big high collar that comes out like yeah. the little wings. He's so iconic looking in it. Like he's just everything about that movie is so incredibly stylish. That's Cronenberg, right? Yeah, it's Cronenberg. So it's like very, it's like, you know, immaculately directed mm-hmm. and it's just like so well done. Well, it wasn't just, you know, the the presidency with Martin Sheen. That that was the, you know, the, the big. The crux of the it. The crux of it. But, you know, we got to see, you know, the result of these powers he acquired. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ice is going to break. Yeah. I mean, that to me is like, <laughs> that's, you know, just he whacks that. And I love this scene because he just like destroys that. Ass. He destroys that figurine with his cane. Yeah. And, you know, and he's like, you need to get out of here. He's like. Look, I'm really sorry about that, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know. But you, the ice is gonna break, and, and well, obviously we see what happens. Yeah, um, this is funny. We've talked about Christopher Walken having a watch in his ass now three weeks in a row. I didn't say anything about the ice. <laughs> I just I, did. I, oh, did you? I didn't <laughs> yeah. that. Again, stop saying. <laughs> I hope we can fit it in next week. Can we leave Christopher Walken's ass alone one show. Fit it in. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Christopher Walken, his delivery in this movie, it, you know, it was classic Christopher Walken. Because he's kind of like an off-kilter-looking guy in general. Yeah. Just like his persona. So he's like perfect for the neurotic kind of character that he plays where he's like, you can see the future, but he can't, nobody believes him. Kind of. They yeah. kind of do, but they kind of don't. Like, it, you know, it's just like so well done. And it's like a tragedy too, obviously, because, you know, he has to like, you know, give his life to save. Yeah. But like he does us. a lot. He does a lot before that. That's yeah. what I like about it. You know, he, you know, they catch a murderer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he saves children or yeah. a child. Um, there's he does some really beautiful things with the with the gift he got, mm-hmm. right? And then the ultimate sacrifice at the end. Right. And that's what it was. That's why I love that when he's laying there uh, at the end. It's just kind of like, I'm cool. Yeah. I did. I, I this is the best thing I could have done in my life because you know you see the character uh, where he just John. That's a, that's his yeah. name. Um, He's so frustrated after the accident, uh, and he's through all this. And there's that scene where that you know, the cop shows up and mm-hmm. says, "Hey, can you help me with this thing?" And he's, "My legs don't work, and I'm, oh, I can't. Yeah. My whole life's destroyed." <laughs> you know, so he has this frustration, and I think through that, through that frustration, he does find a way to make something good come of that, and use what he, you know, where he was at, in that, and where he was in his life. Use his talents to do yeah, good. Yeah, do mm-hmm. something good, you know, something positive. So it's it, to me, it's just you know, the dead zone. I know it's, it's like a like really a heavy superhero story. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a heavy title. It kind of. It, well, think, I mean, this could be crossed with like the Shyamalan, like yeah, glass yeah, totally. and split mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, unbreakable. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think it was billed differently. Like, like I said, you see the the cover work for it and, and the title. 
it always seemed a lot of he- you know a lot more you know oh my god this is gonna be crazy yeah and it is a crazy film but it's you know to me it's a it's a be- it's a good story it's a beautiful story uh, so yeah dead dead zone Christopher Walken can't touch it and fantastic all right Mara you take us into the next one yes Christine mm-hmm little movie they the did the movie about the the obsessive car yeah yeah who was and, the star um, of that I forgot his name I always forget the guy's name yeah, he was in a bunch I, I don't know he was in back to school there were it was uh, Keith Gordon. Thank you. Uh, don't hear from him very much anymore. Great no. movie. Uh, yeah, another another. I mean, these are all hits. You can't really, you know, we're not. None of these really. Go ahead, Mara. Well, Christine had a huge impact. I mean, there's so much stuff that like I remember from my childhood that I didn't even know was like a parody or like a throwback to it, if you want to say. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it, it's like as I grew up, I realized that it was all based on that movie like i always I, the thing i always think about is the sh- weird science tv show and there's an episode where he gets it's like completely based on christine oh really yeah and yeah. that was the first intro to that honestly in the 90s special effects wise and i never saw christine the movie you've the never movie? seen no. christine nope oh man Oh, I think Tom Savini did the special effects. Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah. Which? Yeah. What? There are so many movies on my like list to to, to watch. Mm-hmm. That's one of them that's just been on there for years, and just no reason I haven't. It's just. Yeah, the special effects with you know with the car itself, the car is just ravaged through the whole movie, <laughs> and you did and some of those scenes they just show where the car is just literally making itself better again. Like I don't know any other way to say it. Like it's just it's just. Fixing itself. Yeah. Oh, Christine makes a cameo also in Cat's Eye. I just watched Cat's Eye today. <laughs> Sweet. But yeah, the special effects on that I thought were really cool. Uh, the way they did the car would just save itself. Yeah. You know, and I mean, the, the main points here with that is just, you know, the, we have this adversary now, like we, like Cujo was, you know, kind of going back to that, like something you don't expect to become an enemy. Your but car. It, your your car, car, right? Um, it is an enemy because you have to pay for it and fix it and stuff <laughs> breaks. But, I mean, you don't expect it to try to kill you. <laughs> so, um, no, of course not. My, no. Car, my car's <laughs> my baby. Well, I don't know. Nowadays with cars, maybe they are. I think they are designed to kill you. That's just a <laughs> side note. But, um, but it's also a coming of age story. You know, it's you know that's. I think we all know that. We're all old enough to know that now. That the vehicle your first car that's like your first thing of freedom like to me it was at least like getting a mm-hmm. car it was like wait i can get in this car and go and somewhere. go somewhere like and not have to walk or ride my bike and spend half the day getting there i can get there in like 10 15 minutes that's like that's freedom man. you can yeah. say fuck you mom and just go off yeah 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 and then you run out of gas and you gotta <laughs> call them for and help then you're like mom can i have some money <laughs> yeah exactly like, i don't have money for this my mom's like what shit. the fuck did you just say did you just say fuck you mom or fuck you kid yeah yeah yeah, well, I wouldn't say it to my mom's face. I'd be driving away saying it. Oh, okay. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My she mom's pretty know. nice, so I, I never really had to say that. Yeah. Luckily. But that's your first, that's your first you know, thing of freedom, I think, mm-hmm. you get as, as, a, as a kid. Um, and that's what this movie was about. Like, oh, I got, my, I got a car. And now it's going to kill now everybody it's I know. Kill me. <laughs> uh, but it's another movie I think that has a lot of really cool justice, though, because that car, you know, it takes a beating from people, the, you know, enemies, his enemies, right? Uh, and the car, you know, Christine isn't putting up with that shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a really different, you know, and that's I think that's what captivated people so much when it came out was just like, wow, this is like a horror movie, but 
It isn't some monster chasing yeah. people around. Some, it's something that we see every day or we use every single day. Well, it's not a slasher, you no, know, no. and this applied many of the slasher methods to a horror film, you know, being hunted down. But John instead Carpenter of, directed this, right? Yeah. So, he, yeah. you know, it's like weird that... Yeah, I didn't think about that. That he's like invented pretty much slashers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then here he is making Christine. Silly car. Awesome flick. Yeah. Awesome flick. Had a riot watching this. Um, <laughs> what? The next one on the list. Yeah. Is Children of the Corn. Oh. Outlander. Yeah, Children of the Corn's. Yeah. A, a, I would call that a lower <laughs> tier. Uh, King. It is. King adaptation. It's like campy though. It's corny. If you, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my oh, God. Oh. Puns. Everybody logged off like oh, right the, now. Up, they're like, "Fuck you guys!" Oh. <laughs> All the momentum we had <laughs> ruined. <laughs> now, uh, this Crash. is one of those ones that really kind of messed me up when I was yeah. younger. Like, Children of the Corn when it came out, it really had a reputation. Like, it was like very disturbing. Because again, it was it was well, it was a setting now. Yeah. Like the setting is like the real kind of scary thing, like the corn. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, we learn as the film you know progresses what's really going on here. Um, I remember this was this is another one of them classic examples though. Like the original one was fantastic. I loved it, and it was campy. I yeah. agree a hundred percent. And they made like what six other Dude, sequels? There's so many. At least God. there's tons of them. In a remake coming soon. Oh, yeah. really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. No. You know, we watched Children of the Corn um, over the summer. We were in Port Austin, and the kids were like, oh, let's watch a scary movie. The teenage kids. I'm like, oh, let's watch Children of the Corn. Mm-hmm. And literally the entire movie, they're just cracking up. So, like, Dad, this isn't scary at all. This is, what, why do you think this is scary? I'm like... They killed their parents and yeah. they're taking over the town. It's a cult, man. Yeah. The devil and Malachi and all this. Nope. <laughs> Nobody was scared at all. It is pretty corny. Really, well, it is. Well, well, I rewatched it like last year because I bought the arrow of it and I was like, oh, I haven't seen this in a really long time. And I was like, God, this is way goofier than I remember. Like, it's just like the whole the concept is scary. Like, you know, like kids killing a whole town. And taking over and what, what they call it, he who lives behind the rose or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like the like, there's kind of like this Lovecraftian like thing going on where there's like a some kind of like demon behind, you know, all the stuff. But the the way it's like executed is like just goofy as hell. The kid that plays Malachi is great though. He's overacts oh, yeah. so hard. And he's just fantastic. This was on my Hulu. It's on Hulu right now. And it was on my list, and I was going to watch it today, and I didn't get a chance. Children of the Corn. You'll like it. I wish I had. Just have, like, two beers. Maybe yeah. possibly four, like, before you watch it. <laughs> maybe eight. Or, eight. like, it's legal now in Michigan, so you can, you know, smoke a little I'll devil's smoke a lettuce. Little. But oh, I have to gift it to you. Smoke a little romaine. <laughs> yeah. A little parsley. A little, little parsley. A little naughty oregano. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, hey. But, yeah, it has to be gifted to you, so. Oh, right, right. Don't ask me to sell you any. Um, yeah. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Oh, oh that's Right. <laughs> South Park. South Park has has tipped the hat to Children of the Corn mm-hmm. a couple different times. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a lot of iconic things that people remember from it, but most people, if you ask them like specific about specifically about the movie, they don't really remember it. But they just remember like little bits and pieces. I just Outlander. From Outlander. Yeah. Like, like, what the, <laughs> Outlander. We have your woman. Fucking yeah, <laughs> awesome, dude. That's the same guy. That kid and that the redheaded kid. I was yeah. his name. He was in Malachi. Um, 
That wasn't Malachi. Malachi is the little kid with little, the brown hair. Yeah, he's like the, the, the redheaded kid. I forgot his name. He was in Colors. Yeah, he played he, one of the, he played one of the gangsters in Colors too. Uh, yeah, I love this flick. I I, I really love um, the original. I've and I've really watched all the you know the sequels and you know whatever. Isaac was the smaller guy. Isaac was a smaller oh. guy. Malachi oh, Mal- was the oh. crazy ass redheaded yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah. dude I'm sorry you better be motherfucker oh, dude okay. <laughs> I stand corrected <laughs> well how's it feel to be right it Is feels great Does it feel good yeah yeah, yeah. Feel, feel alive I love it <laughs> All right, moving along. Uh, yeah, Killer Corn, great flick, totally cool. Yeah, totally worth a watch. Uh, yeah, Mara, maybe two beers. Two. Yeah, you want to be able to retain something from yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise you might not. And I'd make the like two Coronas, something light. You don't want to go any <laughs> IPA. Because... Get a lime. I'm excited. I'm gonna probably watch it tomorrow. You'll enjoy. Yeah. it. Yeah, you'll totally enjoy it. So moving along, uh, 1984. Firestarter. Firestarter. I kept and I watched this today. I couldn't get that stupid. Prodigy song out of I my know, head. I know, right? Nuts. <laughs> I was watching I the movie. The yeah. yeah. Um, Edward C. Scott is in this flick. One and to me, a really, really interesting role mm-hmm. he played. Um, actually, you've seen it before. I know you've seen it, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have the. I think the Shout Factory. George C. Scott. George, oh God. I'm going like, what's happening here? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> fucking shit in the bed today. I'm sorry. <laughs> George C. Scott, I should know better. Um, his role is really kind of funky. That's where the, the I remember this this movie sits near and dear to my heart because it was the first time I heard the word necromancer, Ooh. and I'm like that the horse. Yeah. Like, what's the name of the horse? His name is necromancer, and I'm like that sounds fucking tough as fuck, dude. And, and, you know, I'm like <laughs> fucking metal as shit, dude. And of course I grab him, you know, and I figure out what a necroman. I'm like, yeah, it's metal as shit. Start a band called necromancer. Yeah, I did. I was I, I no shit, no kidding. I got in trouble in junior high because I was drawing a logo inside one of my... This is no bullshit. I can remember this like it was yesterday. I actually made a logo set Necromancer. And I was like, this is the band I'm going to start someday when I actually learn how to play a fucking instrument and shit. Uh, And I remember I got yelled at and got in trouble. My parents had to pay money because of that. Because of that stupid movie. Because of Firestarter, man. Really cool flick. Um, Okay, seeing that I'm not doing names... Really Drew Barrymore. Yeah, we're Drew very Barrymore. young. Yeah, but the the father. It's uh real hunk. A real hunk. It's um god damn it. David Keith. Thank you. Don't see him very much anymore. Heather Locklear was in this movie too. Yeah, she was. She was mama. Yeah. Firestarter is another, I would say, a little bit lower tier king movie like it's okay the ending is fucking awesome yeah the ending is intense like the, the, uh, the ending makes is like worth the price of admission because it's like fucking cool and she's, she's like throwing fireballs and like all this crazy shit and i always loved how like her hair would like blow around yeah, when she's yeah. using her powers i always thought that was cool hey fanboy get over here <laughs> she's gonna start blowing shit up again direct the fan at her hair it was just a cool little visual <laughs> representation of like you know something that you would normally be able to see her you're powering up her powers it's almost like dragon ball z yeah yeah <laughs> like she's going super saiyan or something like her hair is like but you know this is an interesting tie-in to carry though it is because it's very similar that. Because I remember we all said the same thing about Firestar. We're like, man, I'd love to have that power yeah. just to burn people mm-hmm. if they pissed me off. It's the same idea. Mm-hmm. You know, she's much younger than Carrie, but there's still, I think, 
especially with little girls, I think there's that there's still that anxiety that that you know you're you're, you're awkward. You're you're growing up. Yeah. You're a biomechanical furnace, literally in this in this case. <laughs> um, so this is another one of those ideas of that. I think that Stephen King, when he when he wrote that stuff, he was uh, trying to just trying to express that again too. Uh, very, I, I enjoyed. It. I thought it, I watched this one today. I had to re- refresh myself. Mm-hmm. It, this was it, honestly, yeah, this was one of those ones too. Like, and I think you know, this is '84. I think even then, we I, I was starting to get like, okay, another Stephen King movie. Yeah. Jesus, Christ, yeah, he started you know? seeing his name, yeah, everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then you know, we're like, and you know, like, Firestarter. You know, it, it wasn't a. I don't think. Would you consider this a horror movie? Uh, maybe like sci-fi. Sci-fi, yeah, more, sci-fi you know, slash thriller, horror, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I just it did. I don't. I don't think this was like as dark. I mean, it was a dark film. Yeah. But it didn't just have the darkness of all the previous films we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what may have turned me off initially. I didn't really, you know, go after this movie when it first came out. I love this movie when it first came out. Oh, I lo- you know, but I, I didn't go after it. I, it took me a few years to yeah. finally sit down with it. Um, and like I said, I and I did enjoy it. Um, George C. Scott. I, th- Edward. I think his cute. His... I'm going to get you a T-shirt that says Edward C. Scott on it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I think his character was the most interesting character in the movie because there's some speeches he delivers. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Some monologues. Ooh, man. Oh my goodness. That stuff. You know, and that's you know, Martin Sheen's in this flick also, and they really he walks out of the room in one scene. He's like, "You're really crazy." Yeah. <laughs> and he walks out. It's like holy shit. But yeah, it's a cool flick. It almost I mean, makes you feel like it's almost a little kind of like Scanners. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, because they have all these mental powers and they can, like, make people do stuff. And because mm-hmm. her dad's got the different powers and she does, right? Yeah. He's just got the, he can just tell people what to do. Yeah. He's got the Jedi mind trick. It's also, like, kind of plays into, because, you know, like, Stephen King's got, like, a shared universe, or whatever. It, it reminds me a little bit of The Shining. Like, it's like, like, You're like, the, that. And Stephen King's universe this is going a little bit later into stuff like and Dark Tower and stuff like like those people that have those powers they have them for a reason like they're tapping into something called the beam they're tapping into something in Stephen King's universe that gives them powers and it and it manifests itself in different ways yeah yeah and uh, like like uh, the kid in The Shining and Firestarter like they have these powers because they're like tapping into like this yeah. unseen force within the king universe mm-hmm. which he doesn't really solidify till later obviously but like it's just interesting like they're kind of connected in that way like these people that have these powers have them for a reason which i always thought was kind of interesting yeah all right mara you can take us into the next one because you just watched this one. yeah cat's eye which again with drew barrymore yeah and i just i love this movie and i, re- I wanted to rewatch it so i could talk about it really good for tonight because now that i the thing i really love about it is that the cat it's the star of the movie, and uh, literally, it's all through his point of view. Um, only bad thing I can say is, well, it's it's a it's an anthology, so you got the three short stories. Um, the third, the second one is, is lagging to me, personally. Have, have any of you seen this? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so it's like the first, ago. the first the one. Is that the, is yeah, that the, the first one's one? yeah. the Quitters Inc., and that's mm-hmm. with yeah. James Woods, and that one is. If you smoke, oh yeah, okay. Now it's all coming back to me again. If you have ever, Holy if you smoke shit. and you've ever thought about quitting, or if you smoked and you quit, like myself, it's really effective. Oh, it is dude. so effective. Yeah, you watch that, you want a cigarette so bad. Mm. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and the thing that like I thought when I watched it today is that it's really interesting because what they do is, uh, 
he pretty much is, he takes his his wife, puts her in this room, and shocks her. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's right. And then it goes up and up to the point where it's like, he, if you mess up, I think, up to four times, they just come and kill you. Yeah. And I thought about it when I was smoke when I smoked cigarettes. And um, my mom and dad, my dad still smokes. My mom smoked. She passed away. And she passed away from cancer. And she Jeez. really wanted me to quit smoking. Yeah. And I couldn't after she died i was really stressed out and i watched that movie and i was like oh man quitting smoking no i can't you know i'm just smoking cigarettes the whole time like i first watched that yeah and yeah it's been years now since i quit and i watched it and i'm like you know it's interesting because literally if he smokes he's hurting his family and that's right if he keeps smoking he's going to eventually die mm-hmm. and figuratively as well you know what i mean like yeah yeah that will happen to you if you smoke even if that you're not paying that guy to do that for you it's just a thread that runs through the whole thing it's just it all just makes it all ties together yeah that idea you're talking about yeah yeah and and it's just like and then the cat is just thrown into it and then it's you know i think they really shocked the cat too I hope they didn't. I feel that, like they did. That, I've read that somewhere. That part the of the movie really upsets me. I'm pretty sure they really did shock it. <laughs> they I just didn't care back in the 80s. I, about when that I stuff. see that, I just want to start like punching. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know the sordid tale of Milo and Otis. Milo and Otis? Yeah. The well, movie, well, Milo and Otis? I've never seen Milo and Otis. Don't. Oh, does everybody die and all the ki- uh, the dog and cats? No, the 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 dog and cat in the movie live, quote unquote. But there were quite a few Milo notices because they would just like throw them off the cliff to get them to like oh. jump off a cliff. And oh, Jesus, jeez, yeah, it was. I forgot where it was made. Not in America. It's fucking depressing. I don't. I don't want to th- throw any other countries under the bus, but I. It was, <laughs> it was not in the USA. That well, this movie you know, was you made. can throw the USA under the bus because nobody respects us anymore. No, I Anyways. know. <laughs> I know, but it wasn't made here. Um, but anyway, yeah, that upsets me. Winter's Inc. was. Then, um, oh God, go ahead. No, man. go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, I'm gonna shut up. I need a break, anyways. No, I was go gonna. I was gonna move on to the next one. Well, so Quitters Inc. The, the, what this really left an impression on me too. I remember seeing this vividly now and the you know it, it, the whole smoking thing i mean there was all these little scenes like him being stuck in traffic oh and God. just being bored out of he's like playing with the radio trying to do something to occupy his time um and he just you know he finally just gave up and there's mm-hmm. a guy next to him like this is quitters inc man they don't fuck around That's they're like the, the fbi yeah mm-hmm. and the guy saw me he's like hey Even. smile and took off, yep. took off right? <laughs> And um, the yeah. traffic is like the worst when you're trying to quit. The traffic. I mean, there's the party scene. I remember too, where Ooh. it's like the guy starts hallucinating, like just freaking out. You see, people are just like whole packs in their mouth, like ah. <laughs> he imagines like an actual like uh like box of cigarettes like walking towards him. And yeah, yeah. The kids are smoking. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's it's really how you feel when you're trying to quit. It really does seem like every person's smoking. That really left an impression on me. Oh that, yeah. That that that. It's very impressionable. Yeah, super James cool. is Woods. He's he's great. He's got like a great, just yeah. expressive face that mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love him. I have a crush on sleazy '80s James Woods. He's so like, just freaky deaky looking. I don't he's know. a real prick in life, though. I don't care. Yeah, he's hard. I, I do I've him read, still. I do read him some now. sassy interviews with him. I'd be like, he's say bad. terrible things to me. Yeah. I heard he's a Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. So there was, and, and then, then there was the ledge. The ledge is is with Robert Hayes and he's like scaling a ledge because he's slept with that guy's wife and 
I, I, I don't know. I remember I, this one. Yeah, it's very forgettable. It's it's kind of sus- suspenseful a little bit just because he's on a ledge. But again, it's kind of like the cat's just like watching it, and it's get they capture him, and the cat's just and I feel like the the inclusion of the cats kind of doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just watching. It's just being, it's just a cool perspective. It yeah. offers something different, you yeah. know. But it, to me, that that segment really is just it's. It kind of, I don't, it, it would almost ruin it for me if the first and the second one, or first and last one weren't so good. Yeah. The, the second one reminds me of like a bad Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. almost. I yeah. I don't, I don't love it. And then the, th- the last one, of course, is the best with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because through the whole movie, it kind of seems, he's like seeing all these kids and they all look like her. And she's like saying, we need your help. You need to help, help us. And. So it's almost like the whole point of the catch journey is to get to that girl right, to save right. her. And it's an interesting story about um, really parents not listening to their children. Something mm-hmm. horrible is happening to this little girl yeah. and they don't believe her. And then mm. she's in danger and then the cat saves her and yep. then the parents are like, oops. Guess we oh, because this listening. is the one where it's trying to steal our breath, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. these little trolls, oh, those little yeah. creepy yeah. trolls, yeah. which is yeah. like, the, all, like yeah. the effects are like really cool, and it and it made me really nostalgic for that '80s practical mm-hmm. effects type thing. And yeah, they come into the room at nighttime when she was trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah, it's all. And then the cat mm-hmm. breathes her breath <laughs> back into her too, mm-hmm. like at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, the cat comes and licks her face. Yeah. What was the song that plays? I always remember that as a kid. Oh, like the little, eye. on That's the troll. Is that what it's, the troll goes on the record player and it's like spinning around? Oh no, it's uh, uh the police. Every every second yeah day. yeah that's it. Are <laughs> we watching you? Yeah, <laughs> and they play in the Quitters Inc. too because he's he's being watched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that was that was yeah that you're right the the first and the third one in that were fan they were yeah awesome. it I haven't really seen it in so just many years. Sad. it's like I when I was like thinking about it because I was like oh yeah cats I love that movie I definitely want to talk about it I was like drawn I drew a complete blank on what that second one was yeah and then I was like Robert Hayes is in this oh wow yeah and I watched it and it still didn't really didn't really leave much impression on me I miss like Robert that. Hayes he doesn't do anything anymore no. Or maybe he does. Yeah, I, I don't know. You got the computer. Why don't you find out, Chris? Uh, I don't want to. Cut, uh, looked up him. Looked him up in a while. Well, Cat's Eye was cool. Um, I, you know, I can, I can honestly say we we got a DVD. Uh, no, we got a Blu-ray of the Amber Vault one. Mm-hmm. She loves that that movie. Yeah, I just um, love that cat. Yeah, it's a, the cat's a good actor. I, you know, and I just as you were talking about this, I remember we had a Blu-ray of it too. And I'm like, man, I should have watched that today. Damn it. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 super cool. It all comes back to me, and yeah, those that Quitters Inc. was so impressionable. I remember that being just, that's totally stuck out. Yeah, it's it really it's really effective. Yeah, really effective. So I I don't know again if I'm on the right path here. So well, here's what I think we should do because we're pretty far into this already. Yeah, and we're going pretty in depth on each mm-hmm. of these. Yeah, the first one we started with was 1976. Yeah, yeah. I think we should end with 1986. Fair That'll enough. be 10 years. That gives us two more movies. Mm-hmm. And then when we get together next time, we pick up from 1987 to 97. Well, I don't know. You better run that lot. by Michelle first. She's the one that's in charge. I no. wasn't in charge. I just was letting you know what we planned. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes, Massa. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's racist. Oh. <laughs> you yeah. Do. 
What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, I'm cool with that. That's fine. Um, so what do you have on your list? Things? I don't That's want... racist. That's not a movie. <laughs> I know. Um, Michelle knows the most about this one, probably. The next one is Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, you oh, watched, yeah. Did you watch this today? Yeah, I rewatched it today. It's awesome. It's like... <laughs> that's, that's awesome. It's, it's the awesome. only movie that Stephen King directed. Um, he Thank was God. super high on coke. And you remember... <laughs> okay, this movie is like trash piece. It's not, it is not like good, like well-made. But no. it's like really fun and campy. Like it's all it's all the cool 80s stuff. It's like fucking ACDC did the soundtrack. Yep. And it's like just fucking awesome butt rock fucking anthems and shit. And then there's like trucks killing people fucking machines killing people Emilio Estevez is like really sweaty and like a jean vest <laughs> like it's just all 80s stuff that's like there's <laughs> the thing with Stephen King is he has like the <laughs> he has like seriously like a 10 year old boy's sense of humor like the stuff he thinks is funny oh yeah is like something a kid would think is funny so it's like you know in the beginning Stephen King does a cameo where he tries to take money out of an ATM, ATM yeah. and it's and then ATM's like you're an asshole it says yeah. on the screen that you know? was funny like stuff like that it's just like that. ridiculous that movie was good for like about 20 minutes yeah the premise kind of wears itself well, thin no, yeah, after yeah, well, a while. Yeah, don't have a shelf left I got so uh, sick of listening to ACDC and let me tell you <laughs> I love ACDC <laughs> but I I Bon Scott only. Bon Scott era only. Oh, wait, oh, wait a minute. So, oh, you mean you don't like him with Axl Rose? Will, yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we I, will. <laughs> we're going to thumb wrestle over this. <laughs> they were kind of in a slump. Uh, I was. I watched extras on it today. They were actually like in a slump, I guess, when uh, Stephen King came to them and said, can you do a score? Yeah. And they were like, sure, because they were kind of like, yeah. stuff they were working on wasn't going so well. And they said they had a lot. Of, they said they had like a lot of fun, like recording this stuff. Like they were just like Stephen King was like, "Do whatever you want, do whatever." And they're like, "Oh, and they, you know." So they had a lot of fun. I think it fits the feel of the movie. Perfectly. I think it does too. I think it does too. Well, it's supposed I to be. Just, it's, it's supposed to be a bit more fun. I, think. I was yeah. sick of the movie though. Like I, I, halfway through it, to I've be been honest. through. I've I, seen it twice, and we I made you. I liked the yeah. <laughs> like the waitress in her scene. Yeah, was awesome. I liked her. She's just um, fucking going outside. Oh, they like shoot rocket launchers. Do what? They shoot fucking rocket launchers. Yeah, like, she's cool. You can't have any more 80s stuff in this movie if you fucking tried. Like, it's I mean, there so was stuff 80s. I liked about it, but like, I honestly was like, oh, I'm just, it was like overthing its welcome to me. The the, the whole premise. I, I think that Emilio movie... Estevez, I could just forget about him. <laughs> I really don't like him. <laughs> the girl, I didn't like the girl either. It kind of... Them all being trapped at that like rest stop. It was really grimy and dirty. What and... is it with Stephen King and people being trapped inside? Thank you. That's what I was saying. He likes yeah. to, he likes to write stuff where like it's all like in one area because uh, the the mist, mist is the like mist that, that remind the, under the dome. It reminded yeah. me like first it really made me think of the mist. Yeah. Actually. Oh yeah. It's a very similar premise. Yeah. And like it doesn't really make sense like if you start thinking about shit too hard while you're watching it like. So you're like, there's a lot more machines that are around that they just aren't acknowledging. Like within the universe of the movie, like all the machines come to life or whatever. Yeah. Like at the end, they right. leave on a, a boat that obviously is big enough to require an engine, but like nobody says anything about it. Like there's just, I'm sure there's more machines. But some of the machine oh, deaths yeah. are fun. Like <laughs> like that kid that gets fucking ran over by a steamroller. Oh, man. Oh, it's so terrible. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. And the guy that gets... Uh, Killed by like, uh, I think it was like they were playing baseball or something, and 
It was like shooting oh, them out. Oh, the the the, the oh, pop right. machine. Yeah, and there's that was a, guy a great that, scene. His I ears liked. get electrocuted by like his Walkman. Like all the, I could tell Stephen King was just like all fucking coked out, thinking of ways for like machines to kill people. Is this a movie that he says he doesn't remember yes. making? Okay. Some some people yeah, say right. Emilio Estevez actually directed <laughs> yeah, right. it, mostly like kind of took over. He had to because I could Stephen King that. was yeah. so coked out he couldn't yeah. remember everything. Emilio is actually a fabulous director. What movies has he directed? Um, he just did that one about the um the teachers, with the homeless people. He's done quite a few. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think this movie did spawn. Um, you know, whenever I was actually doing review, I was reviewing this today. I mm-hmm. I couldn't get through the whole thing. I just but I just wanted to just, just get my brain in the right place. And I, uh, you know, especially like the rocket launcher scene, I'm like, man, this just this looks just like Twisted Metal. <laughs> like I used to play Twisted Metal on yeah. PlayStation back in the day. It's the same idea. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. one of the Twisted Metal cars is like an homage to the. It has to be to the troll yeah. car or whatever it, the it goblin to that. green goblin car. Oh yeah, yeah, it reeks to that. I mean, it's so. Uh, that's where I'm like, okay, well, there's there's some stuff that came out of this because it's so it's such an yeah. outlandish movie. It's it's really it's it was very indulgent. I think. Yeah. It was Stephen like King. Stephen King at the height of his popularity where he would could just do whatever he wanted, basically. And they were probably like thinking like, you know, the producers were probably like, man, Stephen King directing his own work is probably going to be amazing because like he's Stephen yeah, King. Right? Yeah. And right. then they like, it was not. It was like, bad. Oh, okay, I'm going <laughs> to okay, do this like, movie. It was a super bomb, but, apparent, yeah. but apparently got like, that was also when cable TV was just coming on its own and it yeah. got played like infinitely on cable and it became like a it cult did. hit it's a cult flick a total cult so that's flick. why it's like kind of popular now let's just staying power i guess so we move from that to not well another another film in 86 um, yeah which is probably i mean man, what a heavy flick obviously we're changing up genres now totally but stand by me that is another one of those that kind of fits in that best movie of all time yeah. that category. And, you know, easily as far as Stephen King's universe and all his stuff, this is one of my one of my top three. I'd have to say, I did, without thinking about the whole thing really deep. Yeah, this this movie, the first time I saw it, I watched it over and over. I just could, I wanted to just watch it over and over. I think again. we all did. I think we, and it was just another one of those things. I think we just really identified with this group of ru- group of ruffians. Um, you know, it just. One of those kids had to have some traits that, you know, that somebody could identify with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, oh, my God, I'm not remembering names tonight. River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah thank you. Keep going. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Keep going. Will, Will Wheaton. And? Corey Feldman. Thank you, Corey Feldman. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland as. Oh, yeah, man. Give me that gun before you blow your toe off, boy. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean you know, there, and there's a, some. He's a badass in that movie. He's a total yeah. badass in that movie. Total badass. badass. The, whole, the whole chicken scene I thought was great because yeah. I loved how that, you know, the, the guys in the car are like, <laughs> and you see it by the. Uh-huh. They, they're shitting themselves and then he wins. And I love, I just love Keith for, in that scene because he just is like, I won. He just like blows and it, it off, and it shows you it. so much about that character too. Yeah, because in the end, there when he's got the knife on River Phoenix, you believe this this fucker could could stab this kid and kill him. He's gonna kill him. He's he crazy. Care. Yeah, he's crazy. He's an outlaw. He yeah. was. He was. He really was. Um, I love the way that the story was narrated. You know, it's obviously 
and if you see the movie, it's it's a story being written by another person. Right. Um, and so he kind of narrates <laughs> through that. And that's why I love some of those, like, you know, chopper, sick balls, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, well, we thought we heard, you know, you, I love that scene. He's like, you know, chopper, sick him, sick him. And he's like, yeah. well, what he said, and he cuts in with the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what he said was chopper, sick him. But what we, we heard was chopper, sick balls. Cut the, cut the Will Wheaton. Ah! <laughs> I mean, it was such. It was just done so well. I, and the I, leech scene. Oh God, oh, it's dude. so disturbing. You know, <laughs> this made me think of Carrie too, because even though it's a boy, he this is still a coming of age story, mm. and he's bled out of his mm-hmm. genitals. Yeah, <laughs> and that was a turning point for him, and it was really scary yeah. and. You know, everyone saw it. It was like... Well, he looks at... Yeah, he looks... He's like, oh, shit, man. Like, he, he, like, like he... pulls it up and his hand's bloody. Yeah. It's like... I think this... It's a. It's such a good story because it's, like, about the journey, not the destination. And, right. And it's all about how they bond with each other. And then, like, it kind of... It's really... It, the way it, uh, like, approaches death is interesting because, like, they get... You know, they finally see it, the body and it's just, like, a dead body. It's like there's there's no pizzazz to it and it's like and then you think they think like why did we even what were we coming here for to see what were we coming to see Mm -hmm. like the the original story is called the body Mm -hmm. like so it's 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 about like you know kids accepting that death is a thing and death is final and then there's and then that there's no like you know death isn't glamorous you know you just you go see a dead body it's just flesh and meat it's Mm -hmm. just you know just laying there like like nobody cares. Like the life world goes on without without you after you yeah. die. You He's know? got well, the, the great line. He says he wasn't hurt and he wasn't sleeping. Mm-hmm. He's just dead. Just yep. dead. Yeah, exactly. I think it's more about the kids bonding than it was really. Yeah, that's about all it was. It was like, well, like Michelle said, it was about yeah. the adventure. It wasn't mm-hmm. about the getting yep. the holy grail. It's right. about the adventure trying to find the yeah. holy grail. Um, what I found sad but very but very again i identified with that seeing that you know they went through this whole whole ordeal you know we get we get to see all these crazy things happen to these kids and at the end we you know the story's being told to us the rest of the story it's like well you know after that you know we hung out a couple times but you know half of us become we all just kind of become other faces in the hallway that was one of the, like they, they just mm-hmm. become other faces in the hallway in high school and it, it and I was really fat, you know, that idea just struck me because it's like, I've been, I know I've been through that. Like I've been, I've been through some pretty insane stuff with certain people. And even with that gravity of, of a situation that I may have been in with somebody, um, you know, that's somebody I don't really talk to anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even at a young age, it's like, well, yeah, we did that together, but that was it. I mean, you imagine, you just think of like best friends you had, like where you thought you'd be best friends forever and you no. just grow apart and you mm-hmm. never see them again. And yeah. Like, yeah. There's people that I don't even, you know, I went to high school with that I was like really good friends with and can't remember their names or their faces or you yeah. just get lost in time, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's, I've had that happen. People like, and that really scares me. So I've had people come up, I've bumped into people somewhere and they see me like, oh my God, Scott. And, and I'm, and that's the funny part. Like, hey, guy, yeah, hey. how are you? You know, uh, but, then, <laughs> but then they start riffing, you know, and thankfully, sometimes this has helped me, though. Remember that shit? We, oh, now I know you, motherfucker. Yeah. Now, I will say a, a funny thing off the side of this. I had a cable guy come to when This is when I was like still in college. I had an apartment. I'll never forget this. Some guy showed up. The cable guy showed up. This guy's like, oh, my God, Scott, how are you? I made coffee for us. 
I had an hour and a half conversation with this guy, and I didn't know his name. I oh, couldn't no. remember his goddamn name. Could you remember him? Like no, when... he was telling me shit. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I was young. I didn't know what to yeah. do. I, you know, now I'd have been like, dude, you know what? I'm a total piece of shit. I'm terrible with names. I'm yeah. so sorry, dude. I apologize. But then I was embarrassed. Yeah. You know? Then you let it go yeah. too long, like an hour mm-hmm. into it. You're like, oh, well, now I can't ask because it's, it's yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, I literally made <laughs> coffee for us. I'm like, you want some coffee? And I mean, I, and it was just this weird thing. I just. I didn't remember. He left there. It's like, man, it was good to see you, brother. I'm like, yeah, I gave him a hug. I'm like, fuck. He left there. Literally, I think I talked to my mom. I'm like, I just talked to an hour and a half with somebody apparently I grew up with. That mm. I don't know their name. This is so weird. But that happens. Yeah. That totally happens, man. Um, You know, you... The mind's weird. Well, memory is yeah. extremely fallible. Like, yeah, man. You to can't, a degree that oh. people don't want to admit. But right. Yeah. No, my memory's shot. <laughs> I know mine's done. I don't remember anything anymore. Um, and that's what, that was what I left stand by me with was just like, you know, this is just one little adventure. These kids went on, mm-hmm. um, as that group, those four souls. Yeah. Right. And after that, it just didn't, wasn't that big of a deal. Just to something mm-hmm. that they had. Right. We got to, we got to hear the rest of their story. So yeah, this movie, man, is heavy. It's oh, for sure. Heavy, it is. heavy movie. man. It is. It's a really, really good movie. It's yeah. um, beautiful movie. Um, I, I would say that that again, the ensemble cast really, well, yeah, really now, brings it together. That. Holy crap! It's like all all four of those those actors there, those child actors. They were mm. they look. I looked up all their ages because I was like, they're smoking and drinking. They sh- this is child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up and they were all about like fifteen, sixteen years yeah. old. I was yeah. shocked. They yeah. all look much younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all look like but, twelve, thirteen, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they like I mean, they give it the emotional like like heft, you know? Yeah. They really do. And and River Phoenix, he's a really eerie character because the whole movie they set it up like he's gonna be tragic and I'm like, How do they know River Phoenix is gonna die? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like his character ends up dying tragically. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's like eerie when in that scene where he's talking about how Oh, we man. we split up, but me and him were friends for a while, and then he goes walking off, and then he disappears. It's like, yeah, it makes it so much more poignant mm-hmm. because River Phoenix died so tragically. Well, that character, well, I mean, I, you said that already. The character died in the film, yeah, uh, and that story really bummed me out too. Yeah, because the guy persevered. I, I mean, that they, he they he explained that he's like, you know, he reluctantly went put himself through law school. Mm-hmm. And became a lawyer. I'm well, like, well, fucking awesome. And the way that great. the way he died too was that he was stop stopping a, a burglary. I no, it was it was just a disagreement uh, in, in line oh, of McDonald's. He said it was just okay. a disagreement. The guy pulled a knife out and stopped. I think the guy stabbed him. Yeah, it was just like dumb thing. Like this guy went through all this cool shit and became a lawyer. You know. Yeah. Um, and just yeah, and you know, it was very senseless. And you felt that mm-hmm. you know, like how senseless that was. Like this this wonderful person who. Persevered through all that shit in his life. Right. Made something of himself, just dies in, at, at a McDonald's. Being dying at a McDonald's, to me, it's just. Dude, that's anyway, low. That's it's low. Just the worst. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, bad. And I wish that they would, or they could, reshoot those beginning and end scenes with Will Wheaton today and have him do the. The over. Oh yeah, <laughs> he'd probably overdub. do it. He's, it was Richard yeah. Dreyfus. Apparently, that did it though, he right? I, I yeah. he was asked I, a couple times, like from or not asked from people to 
you know, who yeah, could actually yeah. do something. But like right. fans were yeah. like, you should do it. Yeah. And then it was like the first thing I thought of, especially because he's like the age now that would go back and be right, reminiscent. Right. And mm-hmm. I like him. Yeah. Cool. That's, 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 that's a hell of an end point for this thing. That's that's a yeah. stand by me. Now we can all go cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, that that do, film do, just do, has weight do, to it. Do, you feel do, it. Do, God, do. man. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the comb. <laughs> Great. Oh. <laughs> All right, can we go home? Yeah. All right, folks. This was episode one of one oh five of Real Crime. We yes. will be off next week because we will? it's Christmas. Christmas. Oh Merry whatever. Christmas. Ah, fuck it. Let's fuck my kids. They let's won't just, care. Let's just do a show. Yeah. Sorry, honey. Everybody have a great Christmas holiday. is canceled. We're, We're like doing the Stephen King podcast. Like in the middle of dinner, you just like get up and do a podcast. <laughs> like Sorry, guys. I got to go in the basement <laughs> and swear incessantly for 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a cool show. This was great. I mean, yeah, look at this. Look, look, look. I, a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about The Running Man. Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to we'll talk be, about. We'll be getting there. So, yeah, everybody have a great holiday. Yeah, Merry Christmas from us. We'll see you or you'll hear from us in a couple weeks. Either or. Good night. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.